What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host with the most, the best from the Midwest, the overweight lady lover. You're not so local super villain. Ladies want him. Men want to be him. Your global icon and national treasure, Starks, a.k.a. Hollywood Starks Hogan, a.k.a. Big Chowder, a.k.a. Go grab the bill, a.k.a. Starsky Hutchinson, a.k.a. Chase Manhattan, a.k.a. Chase Money, a.k.a. God Body, a.k.a. Wave Cap Warrior, a.k.a. Did the PayPal clear yet? And I welcome you to another wonderful edition of the Fake Wolf Pack Podcast. First things first, this was a very exciting weekend in the WWE. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Elimination Chamber. It was, compared to last year, compared to a lot of other pay-per-views, this was definitely something to watch. Um, Amazing performance from Kofi Kingston. The Women's Elimination Chamber was fucking phenomenal. Um pretty good match with Finn Balor and good spots from Leo Rush. I wasn't too disappointed with how all of that turned out and transpired, but a good showing. The uh, women's tag belts, uh, really cool to see. It's really, how can I say it? It's cool to see them giving this like women's tag team a forefront but boy oh boy does it feel fucking half-assed it felt like evolution to me into a certain degree i know i'm being critical and shit but it wasn't the best that it could have been and that's by a long shot so i hope within this time of them holding these belts that it turns up and i know that it will i'm just a little impatient um uh it's all the heels are really just getting squashed and it's funny because it's not really a balance in the middle of it you know what i'm saying where things work out it's usually like either the faces are winning or the heels are winning it's never the both but um really good work from the riot squad it was cool to see them get some tandem moves and it was nice to see all the different different uh, tandem moves from the different teams and stuff so hopefully they actually stick around together for a little bit and it just doesn't just rapidly change and things like that um, I am happy for Sasha and Bailey. Uh, I am not a uh, lifer I'm not part of the hug Boston hug connection like that but I do appreciate the work that they do and the things that they bring to the ring both of them are really iconic figures see what I did there to uh, the industry and everything so hopefully we continue to have them on for a, a decent reign. But um, I'm a cynic, so I would love to see them drop these belts for a second and, like, just suck the air out the room and them having to hurry up and get them back or just doing more to it and just just giving something else to the game and to the brand and to the what WWE has to offer. I did like that. Uh, one of the most underrated matches on this whole card was... Buddy Murphy versus Tozawa. Man, that was such a damn good match. 
and Buddy Murphy is very highly underrated, and just the cruiserweight division is so highly underrated, and they just don't get to show, they don't showcase them more than enough. It's really interesting to see how the other brands of promotions don't do so well, or just don't have that same old visibility as SmackDown and Raw does. But nonetheless, really, really good fucking match. I like what was happening there. Uh, shockingly, to be honest with you, they gave they're giving Mandy Rose a push, but Sonya Deville had one of the better performances in the Elimination Chamber. I really like the men's chamber match, to be honest with you, and I don't want to be biased for Kofi Kingston, but everybody did put on a really good good run and everything. It's it's a good it's good to see Kofi get this push. I just hope that it's not a cosmetic thing. And it's not just for the moment. It's for the right reason. Um, I don't understand Baron and Braun doing whatever it is that they do. But, you know, to each his own. I wish them the best. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I wish that... I wish that it had more of a direction. That would have been fucking tight. And... Miz and Shane losing the SmackDown tag team belts to the Usos was that's cool. Um, I kind of wish that they didn't do it so soon. I kind of wish that they waited. But then at the same breath, man, so many, so much happened and so much changed at um, at Elimination Chamber. It made it so you needed to watch it, and I like that feeling and tone from WWE. It's really that it's really to keep you there and invested to these things. You don't know what's going to happen at a moment by moment basis, which is really tight. Keeps you on your toes. So overall, man, uh, a really good pay per view. Honestly, it's a it's a very good start off to this year. Uh, as the second pay per view into this year, um, they are really trying to outdo themselves. I am thoroughly excited for Fastlane. I said that at the watch party. Um, if you do get a chance, come out to the Power Up Gaming Center and check out one of these watch parties with us. The energy is freaking electrifying. It is by far one of the best and joyous occasions I've had my chances to be a part of and organize and things like that. So I would love for more people to come out and check that out. It's a real good vibe. It almost makes you feel like you're in the arena enjoying it there. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, a really good pay-per-view. It makes me look hopeful and look forward to all anything else coming up this year. If you haven't heard, this week's Monday Raw and SmackDown were electrifying. And if you have electrifying is my word of the day. And if you missed the previous memo, we are doing words of the day. And if you happen to miss that most. <laughs> Um, nonetheless, Monday Night Raw was awesome. We had crazy. We had some NXT call-ups. We had a table match opener. Damn, yo. You heard that, right? A table match. That was pretty fucking cool to see. Pretty decent match and surprisingly done within a relatively short amount of time. But nonetheless, a really good match. Um, I'm tired of seeing Baron and Braun having matches, but they don't put on bad matches, which sucks. Like how I was just saying, I wish there was more of a path for them and doing stuff. I haven't seen Jinder Mahal in a hot second either, but I got a feeling we're going to see some more of him. 
and the Apollo crew. But nonetheless, um, we had Finn and Ricochet versus Rush and Lashley, which was a very good match. You actually got to see the dynamics that you would want to see. And Ricochet on Raw, the cameras were not ready for him. They weren't ready for anything that the indies were going to do. And frankly, seeing that on a main stage is amazing. It's uh, it's very hopeful for what the future has to offer. When you look at it, it was some smaller dudes, man. They're like 215, 220. And you know what I'm saying? I don't think any any uh, Finn Lashley or a Rush, I, for surely none of those guys are over 220. Like, no, none of them dudes. Aleister Black is 215. So, nonetheless, it's cool to see that different change of pace and everything. Very, very good match. Riders and Hawkins versus the Lucha House Party. Um, I don't understand that match, but I guess it's starting to help shape the tag team division, if that makes any sense. Um, stuff needs to happen to to help build this Ryder and Hawkins uh, pairing in what they could possibly be. Um, DIY versus The Revival. If, if you don't know, that is probably one of the best NXT tag team rivalries that they have to offer. And sure enough, they put on an amazing match. And I would love to watch that every every week, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, whatever. I would just like to watch it, you know what I'm saying, consistently every week. It was just such, such good work. They even had great chemistry on the mics. It was just everything that you would want and need out of just wrestling now. It's shades of the old, shades of the new, and just... Shades of things that you just didn't think could come true. Beautiful. Um, then you had Alistair Black versus Elias. Uh, good match. Very good knee strike from um, Elias. Man, what kind of jeans are those? If you know what kind of jeans Elias is wearing, no homo, let me know, man. Those look like some action jeans. Pause. Like you need to go do some wild shit. Like you're ready to kick a motherfucker in the face, man. That knee, that flying knee sold me on the motherfucking pants. I was like, yo, I need them shits, man. I need them bitches because I'm going to fuck around and roundhouse a motherfucker across the temple. And that shit just going to feel so comfortable and lovely. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, then we close out the show with Ruby versus Ronda. And this was a very longer match. Frankly, um... I wish there was more things to keep defining that division of what's going on and what's going on and what's happening. They could have done something for where they were going to figure out who's the number one contender after WrestleMania. So once this is all said and done, by the time WrestleMania comes up, you already know who's there and they're waiting for this title shot. So I wish it was something to that effect. But hey, you know what I'm saying? Beggars can't be choosers. Nonetheless, really good match from Ronda and Ruby. It seems that they didn't have gear for Ronda. Something happened. She wasn't in any of her official gear. It, was, um, it looked like all the stuff that she wore from uh, last year's WrestleMania. But nonetheless, a couple bad spots here and there. But still a very good match. Very exciting to see. I wish that just... Can Ruby get that damn belt? 
because she would just do so much good with it. And I underappreciated when Carmella was a heel and she had the belt and everything and just like how heelish she was and how much she got under like Charlotte Flair's skin and she was just doing everything and just pushed it more and more so to the forefront just kept turning it up and like I just didn't appreciate that and I could see Ruby doing that times a trillion times more and actually not saying Carmella can't wrestle or anything like that but going out there and doing just just more in the ring and just you know really really pushing and really diving deep into that character so I hope that one day that either you know she picks up the the SmackDown belt or something or just whatever have you. I think it would just be a really good look if she holds on that belt for a second. Same thing with the Riot Squad. If they held them tag team belts for a hot grip, that really gives you know formidable foes. Not the same like Sasha and Bailey aren't or anything, but it's it's just not the same thing when the the Boston Hug connection come rolling in your town. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, an amazing Monday Night Raw. It's time to lay the smack of down. So, if you hadn't guessed it, yeah, the same dudes from NXT doing the same thing that they did the night before are now doing it on SmackDown. Now, I know that sounds like some gripey fam shit. And they're just like, oh man, we asked for you to call up the guys. And once you did, now you're just beating into the ground. Um... But no, seriously though, you you make the call and you bring them up and you do all these different things, and even if they were on SmackDown this very next night, don't have them doing the same things. Only person who had, who did a slightly different thing was Ricochet, and that's because he had a, a singles match instead of a tag match. Um, I liked. I liked all the matches. I liked the elements between DIY and the bar. I liked the chemistry between Eric Young and Ricochet. And I of course I like Alistair Black versus Andrani Cianalis. That's one of those feuds that um when I started watching NXT that really got me into it. I was like, damn, yo, this is a really, really good, dope ass match. And of course they have it on SmackDown and of course it's a really dope ass, good ass match. Um, DIY versus the bar and I love them integrating and doing stuff but why couldn't this DIY push be heavy machinery why couldn't this have been heavy machinery versus the bar why couldn't have this been heavy machinery versus the revival why couldn't have they been but nonetheless I guess they're striking on the iron top between uh, Champa and Gargano but I like the match that they put on. That was really dope. Uh, Mandy Rose versus Asuka. Uh, I don't understand why Asuka can't beat Blondes, but that really seems to be the case. And I don't understand why Mandy Rose is about to get a title shot at Fastlane. Don't don't get it. Not trying to get it. Shouts out Charlotte Flair. Always putting on a fire-ass promo. Killing it. Um, the six-man tag match. Of course I hate six-man fucking tag matches, dog. 
But uh, it was cool to see Kofi go off, but I could give a fuck less if it was, you know what I'm saying, King Griffey hitting home runs at the bottom of the knife and we just setting it up for him to crank it out. I still don't want to fucking see it if I seen it every fucking week. Excuse me. So fucking tired today, man. Was, uh, I don't give a fuck if I've seen it every fucking week for a month and shit. So hopefully they, they do something more and different with the tag matches. We get the announcement of Kofi versus Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. And like I was saying earlier, I honestly feel like something big is going to happen or change at Fastlane, something more. So I hope that Kofi does win. Um, it's very highly unlikely that that does happen, but I hope it does happen at Fastlane. And if it doesn't happen at Fastlane, hopefully it carries over and he finally wins at WrestleMania, and they give him a WrestleMania moment, you know? That would be pretty tight on their behalf. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Overall, a pretty good week of SmackDown. Um, I say this. I know there's probably people who like SmackDown. There's probably people who like Raw. And there's probably people who just, you know what I'm saying, do what I do and just watch, you know, uh fucking 10 to 12 hours worth of wrestling a week um so if you didn't get to see them and enjoy them now you get to enjoy them on you know the brand that you watch so that was cool for that so i can't really be mad at the business tactic and overall it was a really good week for the main roster let's talk the gold brand um pre-recorded episode this is the one we all been waiting for we get a Alistair Black versus Roderick Strong match. And needless to say, why are we not using more Roderick Strong? Really good match between the Messiah, the Backbreaker, and the Dust Destroyer. I like what I see. And good ending to the match. Alistair gets the win, but I like the rollout and play from the Undisputed Era and Ricochet. Pretty dope. They are brewing for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, and it seems like everyone in NXT is going to be attending except for Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. I'm sorry for Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Um, nonetheless, it's going to be pretty, pretty dope. We get Mia Yim versus Zia Lee, and was it the match I was hoping for? It wasn't a bad match, but still wasn't the match I was hoping for. I really like both of those competitors. Um, and I just wish that it was more, but it, they had a lot to go into on this show. Really good promo work from Shayna Baszler and her minions. But I, the way that they're acting, it makes me want to say, damn, I wish there was more women's belts that could mean some shit or something like that. You know what I mean? Because, like, other words, it's just like, who gives a fuck that Shayna Blazer has the belt? I'll beat the shit out of these other two hoes and take that shit from Shayna. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just not that, not the case. It's still, the division is still thickening up, and that's dope to see. But um, it's always good to hear that the fans and, you know, content creators want more content from you guys. So, you know what I mean? That's a, that's a good problem. But nonetheless, dope confrontation. We're going to hopefully we ultimately build to a Mia Yim and 
uh, Shayna Baszler match at some point. Um, but they're going through all that, and we'll get a number one contender match. It seems like they're going to set up for like a fatal four-way or some other shit. And this is the episode we get the Gargano versus Velveteen Dream match. And damn, yo, it was well worth the wait. All that other shit everybody was talking on the internet and just everything being put into it. This match was so worth that time of waiting and them just getting the right moments to do everything and produce everything. Because damn, man, just a great match. Great moves all around. Uh, everything leading into it was very dope. Uh, that was Johnny Gargano's first title defense and everything. So it was a really good match. Um, if you do have a chance, I would suggest to go do that and watch that matchup. NXT always puts on good matches. The Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic does look like it should be something fairly dope. The winner of this gets to face the War Raiders. So... Should be pretty cool, man. There are a couple of tag teams from that scuffle we seen last week that are missing, but who knows? Things are subject to change. Nothing is concrete right now. The hardest thing about doing this is saying the motherfucking AKAs. I shit you not. Every time, it's just a mouthful of doing that. But let's get into these predictions for Monday Night Raw. So... We had a lot of NXT call-ups. Um, I really feel bad because I didn't predict and call that just yet. I just thought they were going to be slow building. But I love the keep you on your toes aesthetic. I like that vibe. So with all of this going on, maybe we might get some young, fresh talent facing one another. Hopefully we get a actual match from Lacey Evans. On the main card, that would be pretty dope. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Um, Maybe, I think it is about time Alexa Bliss starts getting back into the action, other than her uh, guest spots at Royal Rumble. Um, So I think she'll be implemented in some time soon, maybe to help stir up the pot of what's going on with the rest of just the rest of the divisions and everything going on. Um we gotta get some more matches for fast lane. So what can they quickly throw together? I think we're probably gonna get the revival defending their tag team belt sometime at Fast Lane. So we're about two or three weeks away from that. So that's what the next big move and call is going to be setting everything up for fast lane. Uh I predict that Sasha and Bailey are going to have a match finally since winning those belts and they actually get to do something somewhere on some brand. Um and with all of that being said and we were like we're building for sub towards fast lane. Um I feel like heavy machinery is going to move their way into a picture of some sorts. And that's what's going to go on. I feel like quiet is kept. I said that they might come in for the SmackDown belts, but it's looking like they might be able to move in for the Raw belts. I just feel like everything's going to do some moving around and some pieces are going to change around uh, WrestleMania, even still with everything going around and changing right now. 
I feel like out of nowhere we're gonna get another dark horse, another um competitor for Finn. And we're gonna stop this Bobby Lashley headline and storyline rather. So somebody else will emerge and challenge Finn for this belt. But I don't feel like defended that fast. I don't think he's gonna excuse me, defended that fast lane. I feel like something's gonna happen where we might get to see our truth and uh, she, I'm sorry, he defends it at some point. We spoke Asuka into existence, and now, you know what I'm saying, she's back out here, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, that's what I think that's going to happen. It's just going to keep brewing and setting up for Fastlane. Uh, as it seems right now, everything is very day-to-day with WWE, and I like it. So... Let's talk about one of the greatest things The Rock has ever given us. SmackDown. I hate when I'm kind of right about things. And I love that, you know, we spoke Asuka into existence and now she's back out here. But we're getting a feud with Mandy Rose. I know we're pushing Mandy Rose because she's sexy. I get it. I get it. I, I truly get it. Trust me. If there is a demographic for men who like blondes with big titties and fat asses, it's me. But I don't think that she's well-deserving of this opportunity. I feel like there's better women competitors within either division that could have been crossed over to bring a better product out of Asuka and just a better match. Not saying that Mandy Rose doesn't compete at a top competitor level or a yeah just at a top competitor level I just feel that she is not the person for Oscar right this moment um maybe even so if if I was anticipated about Fastlane and that is one of the matches that has been announced for Fastlane or not yet or just you know they're starting to work towards that boy oh boy am I not looking forward to that I can honestly do without Oscar facing Manny Rose on SmackDown, but you know, hey, whatever. Um, I've been more excited for Zelina Vega or Nikki Cross or Lana or uh, I don't know, fucking anyone. But hey, um, I I look forward to more things developing. So now we got the uh, contender for. Daniel Bryan's title at Fastlane. We got Kofi Kingston. So I'm calling the dark horse that Kofi wins it at Fastlane. He does it at Fastlane and he might actually lose it at WrestleMania. I'm calling that. That's my ultimate prediction there. Um, If he doesn't win at Fastlane and the opportunity is still out there, he gets a rematch and he wins it at WrestleMania and they give him a WrestleMania moment. That's my prediction. Um... I feel that it's been a long time since R-Truth has won that belt. We haven't seen it. I just don't want him to pop back up on TV and defend it against someone. I just want him to like just pop up on TV and they start working and creating a storyline and doing things of that nature. I like what they're doing with the Usos. And I like the angle that they're running with Shane McMahon and, and, uh, and The Miz. It's just that we could do without it. And there's other tag teams over there that could do it. Um, 
I know everybody is predicting this Kofi Kingston heel turn on the New Day. I just don't see that happening at all. I don't see them actually saying they're going to be okay with that. Everything that they're pushing and promoting is just not that type of vibe. And frankly, for them and their creative control and what they've been doing, it doesn't seem like that is what they would do for that brand. Um, I like what is happening. It's... I like that Kofi got the spot and now it opens up all those guys for like mid card work and you just do something else and just, just go in different places and do different things. It seems like we're going to get an AJ Styles versus Randy Orton feud for maybe uh WrestleMania or um, fast lane. You know what I mean? It just, it just seems like that's brewing. I'm not mad at that, but then again, it would be kind of cooler if there was a belt involved. It seems like everything with wrestling would be cooler with the belt involved because they don't give enough time to develop actual storylines and plots and things like that. Maybe if they broke into the actual storylines of things, that's what would change the full-on just industry for everyone right there. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, just more Asuka matches and seeing what she has to offer to the division. I'm also interested to what challenges do they pose to Asuka. I like how last year it was a two-on-one handicap match of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus um, AJ Styles. I'm sorry, versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Now, if they use that same thing with Sonya and Mandy versus Oscar, now that I could believe actually them pulling that off. Um, but that'd be a good storyline. I think if they actually played Sonya and Mandy as Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, just a woman version, boy, would that help get them over. But right now, it just looks like some weird, weird, like, lesbian, like, thing you know what i mean and that's not even saying like oh it's because sony is a a lesbian or anything i'm saying because like you're playing the over the top it's almost like lesbian wing the over the top sexy right and one's a fighter so it's like is the fighter mystified by the sexiness mandy rose has to offer Ooh, is that the allure like no man just make them be like like fucking dope and cool and shit like that. They could just do just do more with the personality of those characters. Um, if we're going to push them, I feel it's it's funny and it's sad to say that I feel that yo with people getting called up and going to places and doing stuff, them two was not ready for that. They could have stayed down in NXT for a long time. Y'all could have got Kyrie Zane and Shayna Baszler. Y'all could have got Kyrie Zane and Hero Shirai. Like y'all could have just got. Just more indifferent. But hey, that's me being a stickler. Nonetheless, uh, I feel like some more shake-up, some more different stuff. We haven't seen Rey Mysterio in a while. Probably going to see him in a couple different matches and things like that. I feel like there's going to be more competitors and people coming for our truce United States belt. And maybe hopefully we get to see an actual match develop out of that. So let's talk that black and yellow brand NXT. They recently just announced the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tag Team Tournament. Um, I think this is going to be the first year where I actually actively watch that, like do its like whole entirety and like pay attention to it. Um, 
So I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, I know Undisputed Era use, usually pulls it out. Um, I don't think Uni Larkin and uh, Danny Burch has been named for this. I think um, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner are listed in there. You got Street Profits and Undisputed Era, um, Forgotten Sons. I think it's only like eight teams or something in this or whatever like that. So we'll see what what happens and um very ex I'm excited to see what it is. Dark Horse is the Street Profits if they somehow pull it off. But uh my main pick from how it's looking right now, I'm going Undisputed Era. I think those are gonna be the dudes to pull it off and come back and do something. I don't think they're going to win their belts this soon or anything like that, but I think it'd be a good showing against War Raiders. I don't think whoever wins is going to beat the War Raiders. Frankly, I tell you this, if we're doing predictions and suggestions like we're supposed to do, why not have the Forgotten Sons win this tournament so they can be more memorable? But I don't know. I'll go on the leave here and say, I forget about this tournament every year, so I think it would be appropriate if the Forgotten Sons won this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I think something to that nature. Uh, I think we got a Alistair Black and Ricochet team as well, so I don't account for them to win this tournament. If they do, I, man, I don't know. They just, they just doing stuff now. I think they literally got sharks, I'm sorry, dolphins in a tank with with fucking bumpers on their head and they're just being like, all right, this is a good idea. This sticks, this works. So we'll see what happens. Um I predict that the next feud we get is Matt Riddle, like I've been calling for this North American title. And which is cool. I just don't want to see Velveteen drop it, drop that belt that soon. And I think that if Matt Riddle loses that upcoming match, that'd be like one of the few losses that he has on NXT. But it'd be cool to see these things and these matches develop. You get your Keith Lees and your uh, Punishment Martinez and just you're building up just more and more people. Your Bobby Fish, um, your Roger Strong. Just all all different type of people going forward. I think that'd be most definitely a good look. Uh, I think we got a number one contender match between Bianca Belair and Eero Shirai coming up. And that all sounds cool. It sounds fine. Um, but, but, but I think there's more people. I think the that women division is pretty level and even right now. And that they should do something of, well, I think the Mae Young's Classic should come around sometime soon again. Um, but yeah, just more things of that. I like I like the, the signs of the tournaments. I wish there was more and more going on. I wish they incorporated King of the Ring. I think we're going to speak that back into existence nonetheless. Um, I think, I predict that the first tag team defense is going to be down in NXT and it's going to be against the Flying Pirates. That's my call. That's my dark horse pick on that. 
I think we might get that before fast lane. I know I I feel like this this takeover um for this Brooklyn takeover, I believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It should be. Um for WrestleMania is gonna be bananas. I think that's gonna lead into something crazy. Like we might actually get like a back to back title defenses from Sasha and Bailey. Um nonetheless uh, I believe they're they're pulling and working towards that. Um, you still got Candice LeRae out here in the women's division, and you got Mia Yim thickening up the division as well. So there's a lot of different stuff going on. So I think there's going to be more, um, more of bigger matches that define that division for them. But I wish they started in doing their own women's tag team the uh, tournament to help put somebody up there. Um, for the women tag teams belts, that's what's going to happen though. They're going to do a women's Dusty's uh tag team tournament, so that'll be dope once that gets in and organized and everything like that. Um, Champ has held that belt for a decent amount of time, but I think it's about time that he drops it and puts it on someone else. I think it'll be a good look for Adam Cole. I think he'd be the ideal candidate for it uh to be honest with you though i think if keith lee picked up that belt for a hot second that'd be tight i think that'd be the dark horse pool for that one um i know we have diy in the dusty tournament (sighs) and they're already showing clips of Gargano turning on Champa, blah da 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 da, and they go into this whole ordeal or whatever have you. So if that does happen, I'll tell you this, I don't want to see that title match anytime soon. At all. Um I would like it to be some type of triple threat and either one of those guys went in, they they get the full on call up and they do more and you know what I'm saying, they premiere in the bigger brands. Um I predict, yeah, man, I think that's about it. Yeah, I predict that this is the end of the fake wolf pack predictions and suggestion shows. I'm starts. If you want one of these lovely hoodies, um, I'm pretty sure the link is in the bio. I'm going to hook all that good business up. It's going to be linked up everywhere. I do urge you to please, please always remember this. Stay true and remember, keep killing shit.